It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, friends. Welcome to Beyond the Building. I cannot believe we are in the month of March now. And Deb and I are really, really looking forward to these next two months, March and April. We're starting a new series and we're calling it Equipped. And it's going to run two months uh, and you will see why as we go into this introduction today. But we're going to have an introduction on what we're going to be doing for the next two months. And you're going to see that it is going to be very different than podcasts that we have had in the past. I think it's going to be exciting. I think we're all going to take this amazing ride with Jesus together. And so I'm really, really looking forward to these next two months with my good friend Debbie and with you, because I think there's going to be a lot of things that you all are going to have an opportunity to share with us as well. So we're going to look for the next two months at digging deep into the word of God. And Debbie, I love that we're calling this equipped because do you remember just what a couple of weeks ago when we were in February and we were talking about equipping our friends, our spiritual friends, we need to equip each other with the word of God. And so when we talk in these next two months about being equipped, we're going to give a tool and we are going to use this tool together here in these podcasts that will equip us and enable us to read from the word of God and hear from the Lord in perhaps a way um, that we haven't in the past because God desires to talk to each one of us. In fact, he not only desires to talk to us, right? He desires that we would know him more. And there's two words for know in the Bible. The Old Testament is yada, and the New Testament is gnosko. And that doesn't mean just like I know what's on my schedule or I know what I'm doing next. It's like this personal, intimate, uh, experiential know that we might have with another person. It's what God desires for us to have with him as well. You know, Laura, you and I love to study the word of God. And we, we say that a lot. And I think sometimes people look at us like we, we were just born loving the word of God and having a strong handle on it. And that is so far from the truth. Yes, I mean, it really has come from some good mentoring over the years of you and uh, people mentoring in our lives and, and showing us how to dig into the word. But then we also just have made a lifestyle you know, of learning how to do that. And so that's why I'm so excited about these two months because um, it's, it's important to equip our friends with the tools to know how to study the word of God. I think a lot of people in our lives have made that personal decision to follow Jesus, but then they don't know where to go from that. And, And if they haven't Um, gotten involved in a good discipleship program at their church or taking the time to really um, maybe do some homework and and learn about how to study the Bible. They, they really don't grow with deep roots. It's almost like planting a tree and the, and the roots just stay rather superficial. It looks good for a season, but when the winds and the storms come and blow on that tree, it's uprooted. It's the same thing as believers. If you don't have that mentorship, that discipleship to get your roots in your faith deep down into the truths of the word, when the winds and the storm of life blowing them, they're going to be uprooted. And so this, um, this series is going to really kind of handhold all of us together on it with using a tool of how to study 
let our roots go down deep so that when the, the cultural pressures, when the spiritual pressures come against us, we are holding fast to what it really means to be a child of God and all that that entails. Amen. I heard um, somebody recently, I can't remember if it was on Facebook or someplace else, but they said, where is our faith built? During what season is our faith built or is our faith strengthened? And how many times do we hear that our faith is strengthened through the storm or our faith is strengthened in the storm? The reality is that our faith is not strengthened in the storm. I mean, every event in life happens. It does strengthen our faith, but the primary strengthening of our faith is not the storm. It's our time spent in the word before the storm, right? right? We, we get strengthened as we spend time in the word. And then when the storm comes, we are equipped for the struggle. We are equipped for the battle. We are equipped to grow in the struggle in the storm. And so we have to know, we have to spend this quality time with Jesus in the morning, studying the word and knowing how to apply it. I love what you said you know, how important it is for us to have mentors in our lives, somebody that we can go back and forth with about the word of God, about what God is speaking to our hearts to show us how to grow our faith in the normal everyday stuff of life. You know, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. We all need that iron to sharpen us. And so God's given us the gift of spiritual friends to be that iron. But it's important also that we know that there are a few words for word in the Bible. And I think we've talked about this before, Deb. Right, but, we have. <laughs> you know, there's the graphy and that is the written word. That is just the the words that we all see on a page. There is the the logo, logos, and that logos is actually the written word of God. Jesus is the logos, right? So while the graphy is kind of the penned word on the page, the logos is the written word of God. Jesus is the word. And then there's the rhema, which is the word of God. The Holy Spirit speaks to you in your heart while you're studying the logos. So while we're reading the word of God, and maybe this has happened to you before, have you ever had that moment where like the light bulb goes off or you feel like the Holy Spirit has taken a highlighter and just kind of highlighted over a particular phrase or word in the passage, that's the Holy Spirit speaking a rhema word to our life, something fresh that we can apply to our life from the passage uh, or the area that we've read about. That's the kind of stuff that that we go, oh, I've got to share what I just heard. I think when people have listened to you and I have these podcasts and we get very excited and our voices get a little louder and faster mm -hmm. and you start clapping your hands for whatever reason. <laughs> Sometimes. I think it's when we're talking about that rhema word. Yes. Because it is that Holy Spirit infused excitement. Like, wow, this is what is relating to my life yes. right now. And, and that is an awesome place to be when that light bulb goes off and we want to be able to share some tools so that if you're listening and you're like, I've never had that kind of moment. Well, this is your two months, you yes. know, to really do this along with us. In fact, we're going to be able to give you some heads up on what we're studying the next week so that you can perhaps put some time into a passage so that when you're listening to us, you've already been there. Like you've yeah. already listened and, and had your own quiet time. So this tool that we're going to be using today uh, we call it the reads. It's actually an acronym for R E A D S. We'll go through what that means. And we're going to be using it um, starting next week when we have our podcast next week, one passage at a time, not a big passage, applying this Bible study tool 
to that passage so we can do a deep dive. And within the stool, it incorporates the good study of the Logos word and listening for the Rhema word all in one package. So we're going to kind of do an overview today of what this reads approach is. You can't Google it. Like it's not out there. It's something <laughs> that is very specific to um, actually to our family. My, my dad, probably, I don't know, 15 years ago, he, the Holy Spirit in his quiet time just began to work in this study model for himself. And he has taught it at this point as of, well, you know, we're in March, he's probably taught it to over 600 people. Wow, and and then they, and then many of them have taught it. I know that I have taught it in my yes. own Bible study setting for at least 10 years. Yeah. And it, it just drives the way I have my quiet time. I've used it, Laura, for how I've prepared curriculum lessons um, for children, uh, for for teenagers, for women, uh, both at church and my house Bible study at the jail. And my point is it it spreads out across the board, right? It's very easy yeah. to use and it's applicable. So the first part, we're just going to highlight it real quick. R is for reading the word of God daily. It's actually reading it. Then we'll look at E for examine. That's what we're going to talk about how to be a good student of the word with diligent study. Then A is for uh, applying the word to your life or application, you know, specific. How does this relate to me? D is for dialogue, dialogue with, with God about this is the rhema word, like asking the Lord, what do you want to say to me personally? And then the S is called seeing in the spirit, any visions or images that God wants to show you as you study the scripture. So we're going to work our way through each part of these, um, this reads and, uh, and apply it to each scripture. So here we are, we're getting ready to go into <laughs> approaching a quiet time. Yes. Oh yes, my goodness. Yes. I can't wait. All right. Something to remember is this is super simple right? This is not something to make your quiet time more complex. And one of the things, Deb, you and I share about all the time is how important that time with the Lord is for us every morning. And it's easy for us sometimes to feel like when we wake up, if we're not experiencing the life that comes out of the word, then it's not going to be a priority in our lives. This is so simple. It's so enjoyable and so meaningful because you get into conversation with God. So just remember uh, as you go into this, right? It's super simple. This is not meant to be stressful. It's not like you're going to take seminary classes and there's tests or whatnot. This is just like, right. Jesus, I'm opening up the word and I know you're going to speak to me through it. Also, just like everything else in the word, right? There's no kind of legalistic uh, method behind this. Um, sometimes the Holy Spirit might take those those letters, R-E-A-D-S, and switch them up a little bit. I mean, you might right, start right. reading and the Holy Spirit might just start speaking right then. And then you kind of work backwards. So I think it's important to remember to enjoy the journey. Just like you get into a conversation with a friend or a spouse, you don't go through like, this is the way our conversation is going to go, right? Every this time. Is, exactly. It's, it's We just want to get you into studying the word and get the word into you. You know, we're going to assign a scripture, right? That, that you and I are studying. We'd love our listeners to study too. Uh, you don't sit down in one sitting, right? You don't sit down in one sitting and bang it out. It's, it's just, this is like a date with the father. So you take yep. your time, you know, walking through, um, through your quiet time. It can take several days. There's no rush, right? Yep. There's no rush. I mean, unless you are retired with nothing on your plate, 
then then bang it out in a whole day. Have fun. But most of us have a lot on our plate, so it's okay to spread it out. Just be serious in your commitment to devote each time, like your time each day in the word. That's the key. It's reconnecting with the word of God each day. And this kind of give you some direction of what to do. So what do you bring to the table, right? You bring your Bible, get a pen, a journal. And, and I would recommend that you have your internet connection to something, <laughs> some device, not to play games, not for scrolling, but to be able to get into some of your internet resources. Mm, there's a phrase that your dad says all the time, Deb, and I love it. And you have shared it with me many times. Meditation leads to revelation, which leads to transformation. So the question is, why are we doing this? Why do we take the time in the morning to study the word of God like this? Why do we follow up a, a, a tool like the reads? It's because the Holy Spirit is going to transform our lives, right? The word will transform our life. We become stronger in the Lord, which gives uh, us more fruit of the Holy Spirit in all of our relationships, right? When we become stronger in the Lord, there's an outpouring of fruit. And so we can go back to that meditation Focusing on the word, hearing from the Lord, it leads to revelation. We experience something, we hear from the Lord, and that changes us. It leads to transformation. And the word is so alive. Um, every time I open up the Bible, even to a, a passage I may have learned back in 10th grade, and I know this is like you too, Deb, whenever you open up the word, right, there's something new to glean from it. The same passage can apply to your life differently at different times in your life. And the rhema word that God gives to you is always going to be fresh and relevant to the very place that you are today. I think what keeps it fresh, Laura, is that it's this Holy Spirit. God himself is speaking to each of us That's right. specifically, right? And individually, and he is creative and he is always applying it to our present circumstances. You can read a scripture in one of each of different decades of your life, but you're in a different place. And so the scripture is going to come alive in a new way in that point. You know, we use this for a number of years at Bible study where we assigned a passage. You did your homework during the week in your quiet time. And when we got together, all we did was share the rhema word that each of us had. It was mm. fascinating. Wow. Fascinating wow. because you've already studied. It's not like we had to teach the passage to each other, but what God was challenging each of us with, with the Rhema word, I learned so much from listening to mm -hmm. other people. Mm -hmm. And then when I shared, because it was very personal, it was interesting how many women had trouble reading from their journals without crying mm -hmm. because it was so on point, you know, with yes. what they were going, what they were going through. So as you, you might want to even do this with a friend. This becomes yep. a people are like, I want to do a, a, some kind of little Bible study with a friend. This is a great tool yes, yes. to do that because again, the main book, right, is the book. Yep. Okay. So step one, let's get started. When you uh, start this process out, it's the letter R, right? Reads. First thing you're going to do is read the passage that you are uh, looking at. So in your journal, just write down the date that you are doing this, uh, the scripture reference that you're studying, and then have a solid translation of the Bible near you and read through the passage uh, in that Bible uh, that you are, are using. There's some online references that are helpful. Sometimes we use biblehub.com. Sometimes we go to biblegateway.com. You can find various translations at both of them. And as you read through the passage that you have chosen or that God has led you to, uh, invite the Holy Spirit into the process with you and ask him to start drawing your attention 
in the passage to the specific uh, rhema word for he that he has for you at that season in your life because remember it's not just you studying the passage passage it's you studying the passage with him right he is with you you're doing this together i think that's the key if we pull him out of it then it's just book study yep Right. It's, it's, so it's like going back to school. It's, yep. it's totally different. I encourage people to read it a couple of times, read it slowly, read it out loud. Mm. Right. There's something about reading it slowly out loud that you'll find it interesting how it's almost like God has taken a highlighter and highlights a certain scripture to mm-hmm. you, part of the scripture. And you read it, it may be in several translations and take your time, like reflect, you know, how we can read through something and have no idea what we just read. Mm-hmm. Just take your time. This is meant to be like a date. This is a date yeah. with the father, yeah. right? Yeah. You don't want to rush through it. It's not a duty that I need to check off my Bible reading and call it a day. It's that important time to have a date handhold with him and start to read this together. And then what you do is examine E is the second part of the reads. This is where uh, you really focus on learning the meaning of words, the context of scriptures. Uh, And there, there we have some questions. We have some suggestions and questions that maybe might give you some structure to your study. But again, don't Look at this as a checklist. Like if I don't answer all these questions, then I have failed reads 101, you know? So, <laughs> so are there some questions we can ask ourselves? Absolutely. Some of those questions, Deb, that that I ask, I know you do too, the same thing. Uh, like who is the author of the passage that we are reading and who was the author writing to? And it, it's interesting because sometimes we don't even, we don't even find out the context of what we're reading and how important that is to understand. Uh, it's important for us to understand who the passage was written to originally in its original right. context before we can go on to see what the Lord is saying to us at this moment. Uh, but what also is the main focus or the purpose of the passage? You know, why was it written? Uh, read the sections before it or the sections after it in your Bible. I think that changes a lot of your understanding about what you're reading because you may think it means one thing, but it's on the tail end of a very dramatic piece of story and it yep, changes that's right. that's your understanding right. about it. I mean, almost, I like to look in those commentaries we mentioned because there are facts that I don't know about culturally, you know, or maybe geographically that really come to play that kind of up the ante in terms of significance of, of something that you're reading. You might find, are there any phrases or uh, promises that God is making or commands that he is giving us any words that are just kind of unique and especially um, first words when you see Mm -hmm. finally, or after that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, well, finally, why, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? After what? So just ask the Holy spirit. Don't let me miss important words, but as you're reading it and you're studying it, you're starting to look at these, um, key words that you might go back and check out the Greek or the Hebrew, mm-hmm. you know, how it might've been used in other parts of scripture, you will find almost like a funnel gets smaller and smaller, like more and more narrow. Mm-hmm. As you're doing this homework, he is going to start to draw your heart in one direction. Yep, You're going to find yourself most interested in that direction. It's like, he is narrowing down all the possible things you could study into a more of a key point what he is focusing, uh, you want he wants you to focus on a little bit more. And really the, where that's going is it's heading towards the rhema word that he has for you, which takes you to the next step, 
Absolutely, which is application. It's the A in the acronym READS. And this is really important because we can read the word, right? And God can be transforming our hearts through the word, but we've got to apply what God says to our lives. And so the application of the scripture, really it's it's just one statement of truth that is relevant to you based on what uh, the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. And it's, it's kind of like you can start it out by just writing in your journal, I need to remember and then write what the Holy Spirit prompts on your heart from what you've just read. So as the Lord is really uh, narrowing things for you, like Deb just shared, start to ask the Lord, you know, what is the phrase? What's the takeaway? What's the one takeaway you have for me from this passage, for me personally? And maybe just jot down one to two sentences. I need to remember that, or I need to remember that God is, whatever it might be. What's the application for you from that passage? Great. So now we've done a read, examine, application. And now D is for dialogue. Dialogue. Think of it as com- to a conversation like you and I are having right here. I think this is where a lot of people who mean very well, their quiet time starts to go dry because they, they have studied. They maybe have even asked God, how do I, you know, apply this to my life? And then they close things up and figure I've done enough that's like I've checked the box and they're missing taking it a step further and asking the father, what do you want to speak to my heart about this application? And dialogue is a two-way conversation. And I think that's where we miss it. You know, we mm-hmm. slam the book shot and say that was really neat, but then we yep. go away. We forget what we just read. Yep, absolutely. And the word of God is alive, right? He's constantly revealing truth to us. And with what you just said, when we just kind of close the Bible, close our journal, put away the pen, we may be doing all the talking, (laughs) but we're not listening. And like you said, dialogue, what kind of conversation would it be if you just went to a table with your spouse or a friend and you just keep talking the whole time? I mean, I've done that. I'm pretty sure I've done that, right? (laughs) At the end, I think, did I give anybody else even an opportunity to speak at all and what I can glean from them? But the truth is that God is speaking to our hearts and we don't want to have that kind of conversation with him. And so you also can take your pen and your journal and write down, you know, this question, like, what do you want to say to me personally from this scripture? I have the application. Now what I've had dialogue. What do you want to say to me personally from the scripture and make it personal? Start with your name. Like I would write in my journal, Laura, comma, I want you to know that. And then allow the Holy Spirit to just flow through you, through the pen onto the page and ask the Lord what he wants you to know. Just start writing the thoughts that God puts on your heart or the Holy Spirit is prompting in your heart. And this is one of those things too, where just like we don't want to be legalistic with this, we also don't want to be too analytical about it, right? When we start writing things down, don't analyze it. Like, did is that really what I heard? Just write, just write what comes to your heart, what the Holy Spirit is speaking. You can always go back and ask him to clarify things, right? And you can also know that he is going to speak what he wants you to hear and kind of be ready that sometimes it's more than just one statement. Sometimes he has a couple of things to address, or there might be a couple of statements that come out of this conversation with the Holy Spirit. Well, it's a dialogue too. So you might be writing something that's raising a question. Well, write your question. Yeah, It's like texting, right? It's like texting, go back and forth, write your question out, then, then wait. You're waiting, anticipating to hear his answer. Yes. You are his sheep. You do hear his voice. So go ahead and write his answer. And I think the other thing that's kind of cool to, to do is write this in the first person. Yep. 
You know, if I was writing you a letter, I would say, Laura, I want to tell you all about what happened this week. I wouldn't write Laura. Debbie wants to tell you. Yes. What ha- yes. It's just that's kind of dumb. So we yes. are hearing directly from the father and we should journal from him. Right. Yes. What he's impressing on our hearts. Yes. And step five is seeing in the spirit. Again, I think this is a place where a lot of us don't even think about this, but he has given you an imagination. He has given you an imagination. So invite him to lead what you see. Yep. Now, if I say picture a banana, you can picture that in your head. You can try to describe what that banana looks like. So when you're reading, you've done all this homework on this on this scripture, you've listened to him through the application and the dialogue. God, is there anything you want to show me? And and as you're reading the scripture, he might show you a particular scene something that highlights in the scene of the story in the Bible, or you might get an actual picture in your head. Just write down what you're seeing. Don't try to interpret what, what does that mean? Just merely write what he's showing you. Absolutely. So many times I feel in this season of my life, I have been really putting myself in the scene, like you just referenced. Um, When I read the stories in the Bible, I put myself in the boat or I put myself in the temple or I put myself in the battle and it has really opened my eyes up differently to the things that the Lord speaks to my heart so I think that's one thing that that I do Deb personally and I know you do the same thing you know put yourself in the scene what does it feel like to be there what might you be experiencing it's also something you know possibly you could the Lord would be prompting you to describe the experience from the perspective of somebody else in the scene. You know, what does it look like to them or somebody on the shore as the boat's going by or a disciple who's in the boat. If you're looking at, you know, Jesus calming the storm, the story of that, but there are often truths that will come out of the word of God when you put yourself in there and actually start to feel what those people might have felt when they were experiencing it. I love also that you mentioned um, that sometimes God gives us something symbolic. You might be reading the story of Jesus calming the storm and the disciples are in the boat. There's bystanders on the sea and, and God gives you a symbol that really you would go, that's not even nautical, right? (laughs) But you just got to write it down and say, okay, Holy Spirit, at this moment, I'm not really sure I'm I'm figuring out the connection, but this is what I'm seeing. And so reveal to me what this image correlates to with the story and the application and the dialogue that we've just had. Right. We don't, we don't want to get it legalistic on this. I mean, just write it, just yep. write down what you're seeing. And because we are on this date with the father, you're always running back to Jesus. What does this mean? What, what is it? that you want to reveal to me, allow him to really reveal what you're seeing. And, and if there's anything pertinent, he wants you to know about it. Debbie, I have two notebooks that I keep uh, by my Bible and one is my journal and the other one is my Bible study notebook. And what I mean by that is for anything that I'm doing related to Bible study or any kind of ministry opportunities or sharing with somebody. And sometimes I find those things cross And sometimes they don't. But I can tell you that when I utilize tools that I use in my own personal time uh, for my study in the morning, when I have my time with Jesus, when those same tools cross over into Bible study, 
Uh, it is amazing how it transforms my study of the Bible for any area of my life, right? Mm -hmm. God is going to prepare us for whatever it is that we're doing. And so so perhaps uh, even two notebooks, right? The journal where we have that talk with Jesus, that time with Jesus, but then a notebook. I always have another notebook for like, this is what I might want to study someday. Or wow, I could see God is leading me this way today, but don't forget to look into this for another time. I think that when we start studying the word of God like this, sometimes things jump off the page that just get us so excited that we can't wait to see what's next. And so I think that's what one of the amazing things that it's done in my heart for the Lord is like, while I'm having this dialogue with Jesus, I'm also knowing that he wants to have more dialogue with me in the future. Right. And so I start jotting things in two notebooks at the same time. It fires me up. It gets me so excited that I can't wait to come back. And I think really kind of we started on this, Deb. Spending time with Jesus is the most exciting, important thing we can do all day long. You know, I have time with Jesus first thing in the morning. I get my coffee because that's just my routine. But this is more important than my coffee, right? And and that I, this is what fires me up. This is what gets me excited that he we wants can't to tell. speak to my heart. <laughs> we can't tell, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> that he wants to speak to me and he wants to show me things. Um, I just love notebooks. I love to have them near my, my Bible. And this is just what gets me excited. So I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Can't wait for these next two months. <laughs> we can't tell. <laughs> uh, just a thought, just, just an encouragement for our listeners. Um, this is a great tool for around holidays. You know, it's March. So we're in the season around, you know, Easter is coming. You, we're going to not, we're not going to be focusing on Easter passages on these next two months, but I might encourage you to consider in your own quiet time, you know, we talk about the passion week, right? All the different parts of the passion week. I have for years taken time to study each part of the passion story with the reads. Yep. Because when I was teaching, uh, especially kids, when I was teaching kids all those years, you know, you, you get this thought, like how many times can you teach the same story? wow, what a bad statement that is, <laughs> so right? Yes. So this reads tool has changed the way I, I would teach. Uh, the I would write curriculum for mm -hmm. Easter and then Christmas, right? Each same thing applies for Christmas because there was something fresh that came every year in different parts of these Easter or Christmas stories using the reads. Mm -hmm. I love it. I just love what God did. So, you know, as we're wrapping up this this. Uh, intro. We're going to be referring back to this as podcast number 92, because for listeners who jump in, you know, along the way, they're going to be like, what in the world is this thing they're talking about? Go back to this, this particular teaching. So you can remember what the R-E-A-D-S stands for. Yeah, absolutely. And Deb, next podcast, right? Podcast 93. Mm -hmm. We are going to be looking at Luke uh, chapter five verses one to 11. And I think it would be really amazing for our listeners. Yeah. As we go through this reads, Deb and I are both going to do a reads on this. We're just going to get on podcast 93 and start chatting about it. What God reveals to us, what we see in the spirit, uh, what the application is for us personally. And why don't you guys, right, our listeners, why don't you look at Luke 5 verses 1 to 11 in the next week and then see how God speaks to you. And wouldn't it be fun to have your journal right there as you're listening to this podcast? And then you could even share it on our Facebook page and kind of say what God has spoken to you through uh, that passage as well. That's right. It's going to be different for you and I, um, yep. you know, in this all these months of doing podcasts together because 
we we kind of know where each other's going, what we're going to share, but we won't. We're going to literally just open the word and open our journals yep. and start sharing. So I'm going to be learning from you. You're going to be learning from me. <laughs> That's right. And Wait. we're going to learn how to do that on a podcast. It's going to be something new. <laughs> uh, so we're so excited. So listen, it's all about practice, right? Practice, practice, practice. It, it helps you get better at these tools. It becomes automatic after a while um, how to do it. But bottom line, this is how we are can be equipped, equipped in a good ability to handle the word of God and then how to apply it in our lives. So thank Amen. you so much for being part of this launch of uh, this two-month series called Equipped from Lara and myself. We want to thank you for being part of this Beyond Family. Man, listen, if you know somebody in your life who is just flounders, right, with their ability to to really get into the word, this is the podcast to share with them this episode and then encourage them that this is almost like a hand holding over the next two months of some key gospel passages um, to really, this will be a great tool for helping them to dive deep. So we want to thank you for being part of this community, for tuning in today, share it with your friend. And uh, we just want to say thank you from Laura and myself. God bless you guys. God bless you. Talk to you soon. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.